It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori is the Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I'm trying to stay warm. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Arctic front uh, sure is chilly. We're not used to that kind of uh, cold here in Vancouver. <laughs> we are not. So staying warm, we'll talk some markets. How are the markets doing this morning? Markets are just hovering uh, into positive territory, really. Uh, they were more positive this morning, but uh, basically the Democrats have come out and said that they want to increase minimum wage uh, up to $15 an hour kind of by 2025. So in markets, that's viewed as uh, fairly quick. Uh, and many companies or corporations would have to make changes, right, because uh, that's going to affect their bottom line. So, so again, it's just a story to watch. But realistically, uh, we've had a very strong week again. Uh, we're back at new highs, and uh, a lot of that is attributed back to earnings season. I mean, you know, what we we're looking at uh, early on uh, was possibly a decline uh, in, in earnings of, of about 6%. And now we're seeing uh, record positive growth. So we're, we're happy about that. And expectations for 2021 are for double-digit growth now. And again, it's very company-specific, sector-specific. Uh, it's not always across the board. Every company is doing well, as we know, going through the pandemic. And the growth has mainly been attributed from or back to technology, materials, and uh, and healthcare sectors as well. So, how did the markets then react to the jobs reports? Because, like for January, they weren't that great. No, in Canada, they definitely were not that great. Uh, and I've said this. Uh, uh, quite a few times over the past few months. It's just the Canadian economy was also weaker going into this situation. Um, so, again, that's why we're more heavily weighted in U.S. companies at this time. But the Canadian economy lost 213,000 jobs in January, missing expectations by a wide margin, uh, and the unemployment rate rose to 9.4% from 8.8. So in unemployment numbers, that ain't good. Uh, but in B.C., uh, employment actually grew slightly, 2,800 jobs. So, again, we're a little bit of a bright spot, I guess, in the Canadian economy, we could say. Uh, the U.S. economy continues to outpace Canada. As I was saying, they added uh, close to 50,000 jobs, and their unemployment rate dropped to 6.3%. So, again, it's really important to be watching all the economic data out there. Remember, employment numbers are a lagging indicator, though. Uh, a lot of the leading indicators that we look at, manufacturing orders and so on, uh, things have actually still been growing. And, and so we're looking at that going forward. Again, we have to watch COVID, all the different variants uh, that keep uh, coming up. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully these vaccines get distributed uh, as quickly as possible here in March and April and, uh, and, and further on. So when you say jobs, like looking at jobs numbers, that those are a lagging indicator, could you explain a little bit more about what that means? Yeah, sure. When we're looking at lagging indicators, it's kind of, um, I guess, past news. This is what's happened. Um, and we know that uh, jobs numbers aren't going to be great just due to lockdowns and so on. What we want to look forward as at is, um, you know, leading indicators. And uh, when I talk about manufacturing orders or things like that, we want to see that those are picking up. Even housing starts, right? That's a leading indicator. Um, you know, and we want to see that kind of thing uh, do better and be increased increasing at this time and when we we have a list of leading indicators that we watch and uh and most of them are showing bullish signs so again showing that things are actually improving underlying in the economy despite all of this negative news that we're seeing out there okay so let's talk about something called active management too because you talk a lot about this Lori, and it's pretty clear that given the way markets are these days like you have to be on it all the time right 
you definitely have to be on it all the time. I mean, as many know from being on CKNW for more than a decade, uh, I don't believe in the buy and hold approach. I mean, it can make sense when markets are going up. But frankly, um, you know, there's usually an issue at some point um, and or even a black swan event, which causes markets to fall or causes sectors to become out of favor. And you just have to be proactive about that. I mean, you take a look at the last year, right? I mean, you look back a year ago and hotels were probably okay to invest in airlines, energy stocks even, uh, and then you go 12 months later and you go, okay, those weren't the best areas to be in. So did your financial advisor make any changes to your portfolio or did they just keep you in those same holdings and, again, hoping that they will recover at some point in the future? The problem with waiting for things to just recover all the time is sometimes it can take not just months, but it can take years for sectors to recover. I mean, look at the energy sector. It hasn't recovered since uh, 2014, 2015. I mean, you can still be holding all these oil stocks, but if they're down significantly, you know, maybe it's time to move on and, and get a better horse. So, again, we believe in cutting your losses. Uh, no one's going to pick 100% right uh, uh, stocks to be in a portfolio, so it's important uh, what you do about the companies that you choose that don't do well. You need to get them out of the portfolio and move into something that is working. And that's really what active management right. is about. Okay. So then if somebody is finding a financial advisor for the first time, Lori, so you should really interview them, right? Like it's a job interview. Yeah, you know, I, I definitely think it's an interview and sometimes both ways as well. <laughs> you you want to make sure that uh, when you're choosing a financial advisor and you all decide to work together, that it's a good fit, right? Like you want to have a good open relationship, just like when you're, uh, you know, just like when you're married to somebody, you know, you want to make sure that they uh, they have the same philosophies and beliefs and core values as you do. Uh, so I believe that's very important. Um, and some of the questions that, uh, you know, I feel that people should ask is, you know, what is your investment philosophy? And, you know, I, I don't actually get that question too often. I think a lot of people probably follow me and, and know that's active management, but a lot of people out there are buying hold. They buy in mutual funds. Um, you know, you should be asking, do they believe in buying low and selling high? Uh, do they like Canadian or international markets? Uh, do they understand the bond market, right? These are just a few questions that I, I came up with. Um, and and another one, Simi, this is a great one. What do you love about your job? Simi, what do you love about your job? Oh, okay. I I love my job is, is never the same, right? Like it's always something new and I'm always learning something new every single day. Exactly. And that's what I always say. You know, I personally love that every day is new and exciting and I truly enjoy helping people. I have to say, often say to people, I'm literally skipping to work every day, whether it's good markets or bad markets. You know, so many people rely on us and, you know, we're, we're lucky to be working with the people that we do. Uh, but I enjoy using people's concerns, learning about their stories, what they did or do for work. Uh, but their families, and really talking about uh, retirement with them, right? And advising them at every stage. Like, that is my passion. I've been, as we know, I started interning at 15 years old. So this is definitely my passion. But Did you, you really? Want to make sure Did you really start at 15? Uh, yeah, yeah, I started interning at Canaccord when I was 15 one summer. <laughs> wow. So you knew when you were that young, you're like, I want to get into the financial services industry. 
Yeah, I knew that I wanted to get into business, and then I looked around at my family. My mom was in real estate, my dad owned hair salons, and my brother was in finance, and so uh, I looked at uh, the financial world, and I was able to intern uh, for one summer. So that uh, really is what perked my interest, and then I did everything in my power to become a licensed financial advisor as soon as I could. That's amazing. And that's why I was licensed at 22 years old. So, that's amazing. So, yeah, so not everybody needs to have that story, but I, you know, you want to make sure your financial advisor is excited to do what they do every day and and do it for you uh and just make sure they provide the services right not just you know you don't want to just be with a stock jockey someone who's buying and selling stocks you want you know someone who's providing the financial and estate planning and all those sorts of things uh as you age talking to your accountants and lawyers um you know another question how do you get paid right um you know we talk about that often and that's also a very important one uh, is it commission or fee-based? Um, how will you communicate about my investments? Like how often are you going to get portfolio reviews and so on? Uh, make sure that you guys are on the same page before you sign up with any financial advisor so you can have a long and happy retirement with a financial advisor uh, that you like and uh, that you're excited to move forward with. Oh, that's the tricky part, right? That you like too. <laughs> like how, how often do you update um, your clients? Yeah, so we at least have uh, two portfolio reviews, if not more. And then we have market update calls where we, a portfolio review is more detailed. This is the performance of your portfolio. This is what you've right. done, and whether you're up, down, or sideways. A market update is calling and saying, checking in. Hey, how you doing? Especially more with COVID right now. Um, and, uh, and of course, I have a team to support what I do as well, which is really important. You know, if you're yeah. just signing up with one guy sitting in his office, you, you should be asking him, you know, how do you get everything done in a day? You need manpower. You need people to uh, help you with documentation and so on so that I have more time to meet with clients and make trading decisions on the portfolios. And, uh, and my team is such great support, and uh, I'm so lucky to have them. And, uh, and my clients are able to uh, ask them various questions about taxes right. or markets as well. Okay. Well, Lori, thanks so much. Thanks so much, Simi. Have a great day. You too. That is Lori Pinkowski. You can contact Lori and her team at 604-695-LORI. Any questions that you have about investing or retirement, you can check out their website as well, pinkowski.ca. Lori's the Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. 